Welcome back into the Luke Kelly show. Hope you went out for a nice date night this weekend. Went to a good restaurant. Didn't take a recommendation from someone because I think I'm over taking restaurant recommendations from people that I really don't know their foodie levels on. Okay. If you're going to give dinner recommendations to go out to a restaurant, you need to be a proven foodie to me. And I'll tell you why as we kick off here, the Luke Kelly show, the Monday edition, the President's Day edition. If you had the day off, I'm super jealous that you had President's Day off. Your boy, got to work on President's Day. Super sad about that. So Saturday night, Nora and I decided to go get my car washed because we got this little coupon for a free car wash. And I was like, all right, that's awesome. I'm glad my car doesn't have to look like it just went through just a salt, like followed a salt truck in the middle of winter. That's what my Bronco was looking like. That's what Betty was looking like. She needed to be cleaned up. She was a dirty, dirty girl, okay? So I had that free car wash, went to go do it. But before we got that car wash, we were planning on making homemade Chick-fil-A sandwiches, which are usually fantastic. I love them. They taste better than Chick-fil-A, in my opinion. But we were cutting them up, starting to put them in the marinade. It has to be in like buttermilk and some seasonings and stuff for at least an hour. That's the recipe that we found. It has to be at least an hour, okay? So we we set it all up. We cut the chicken, getting ready to throw it in the bag, and I look down the middle of the chicken. It does not look good. Looks like a huge blood spot, discolored, I told Nora, this is how we die. We eat this chicken, we're dead. Or we're not going to be able to do anything the rest of the weekend because we're going to have the runs and maybe have to go to the hospital from eating bad chicken. I don't want to spend my weekend like that. And I had a hospital bill from when I got poison ivy. That shit was super expensive. You think I want to go in to the hospital over bad chicken? Uh Uh-uh. If I'm going to go to the hospital, I want it, and especially for like food poisoning, I want it to be because the food was good. That's understandable. So when we were at the car wash, I kept trying to nudge at Nora, telling her, hey, we probably shouldn't have that chicken. Don't want it. I was trying to get her to go out. Because for some reason, whenever there's a WWE premium live event on, I want to overeat. I want to sit on my couch, stuff my face with potato chips and the most unhealthy foods ever. That's what I want to do when I'm watching a WWE event. But Nora was like, okay, where where do you want to go? I was thinking maybe we'd just order out, bring it back to the house. But she was like, how about Mexican? Fine, you know what? Mexican didn't sound that bad. And to be honest with you, Mexican doesn't travel well. If you ever order to go Mexican, it just doesn't taste as good as eating at the restaurant. I don't like the taste of it. I'd rather eat there. Plus, when you eat at a Mexican restaurant, you get all the chips and salsa you want, which is the biggest plus about going to a Mexican restaurant. I would rather make Mexican food at home But listen, I don't have unlimited chips and salsa. But when I go there, I do. There's this Mexican place over by our house. 
And we know a couple of people that have been there that kept ranting and raving about it, telling us that we needed to try it one day. It will blow your socks off. It's so good. It's better than there's a restaurant Mexican chain here in Louisville called El No Paul. I'm not a big fan of it. It tastes very Americanized, like rushed Mexican. Doesn't taste good at all. I don't like it. Nora will eat there every once in a while with some of her coworkers. But this place that we went to, I'm not going to name this restaurant's name because of the bad review that I'm giving it. But she had a coworker. I had a coworker. We heard from other people around town. You got to try this spot. Why not? Give it a shot, right? We've had the other places multiple of times. Let's give this place a shot. We walk in. I'm feeling the vibes. Nice restaurant uh, scene going on for a Mexican spot. Has the music going. It makes you want to dance through the salsa. We sit down at our table. We get chips and salsa almost immediately as soon as we sit down. And I'm a slut for chips and salsa. I will eat at least three baskets of chips and three dishes of salsa when I go out for Mexican food. That's how much I love it. And I'm also a slut for chips, too. You put a bag of chips in front of me, polishing it off. So we sit down. I'm eating these chips. The salsa was actually pretty decent. One of the better restaurant salsas that I've ever had. But where it gets bad is the chips were terrible. It's not hard to have good chips. You cut up tortillas, you throw them in a fryer, throw salt on them, done. It's all you have to do. There was no salt on them. They were the most bland tortilla chips I've ever had in my whole life. And I feel bad saying this about a Mexican restaurant. But it was terrible. And I, I was telling myself in my head, I'm like, this is not a good start. If you don't have good chips, how am I supposed to trust you to cook the rest of my food? I pushed through it. I looked at the menu a couple of times, was going back and forth between a burrito and what I ended up settling on, which was just skirt steak with some onions, basically fajitas with skirt steak. I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. I haven't had skirt steak in a while. Nora and I will usually do it a few times throughout the summer. I'll cook it out on the grill, and it's fantastic. little lime juice, salt, pepper. That's really all you need for skirt steak. Some people will tell you to do this huge, fancy, elaborate marinade for skirt steak. Keep it simple. Just like when you're cooking a regular steak, simple is usually better. And when I saw that on the menu, I'm like, this is, this is what I need. This is going to bring me happiness. This is going to bring me taste of the summer. So that's when I usually have the skirt steak out on the grill. But man, when that plate came to my table, my eyes lit up thinking this is going to be so damn good. I was basically the I heart emojis. That's what I was looking like. And then I cut up some of the skirt steak, threw it on a tortilla. My mistake, I forgot to ask for corn tortillas that gave me flour. I'm not a huge flour tortilla fan. And I cut up the meat, put it on a tortilla. I'm so excited. 
to put that taco in my mouth. And then the taste hit. It didn't taste like anything other than meat. No salt, no pepper, no other seasoning on this bad boy. It tasted bad. The worst part about it, it was one of the more expensive menu items. That's why it hurt so bad. It was $23 for what I got. Now, I knew how much it was. I skirt steak, whatever. I have a taste for it. I'll spend the money. $23 isn't the end of the world on a dinner when you go out to eat. But it is when it's bad. $23 when you're going out to eat and it's bad. Mm-mm. That's when I get frustrated. Nora goes, oh, how do you like it? And at first it's like, eh, it's, it's, it's okay. The more I kept eating it, the more I'm like, why am I eating this? You should stop eating and just stop at Burger King on the way home. That was the thought that I had. Just stop at Burger King on the way home. It'll probably taste so much better than this fucking skirt steak that you're eating right now. But then I asked Nora, I was like, how's your burrito? She got a burrito that had chicken, shrimp, and I believe steak in there. So her burrito wasn't cheap either because of all those different proteins, meats, whatever they had in there. And she was like, it's, it's okay. Doesn't taste like it has a lot of flavor. I feel like that's bad at a Mexican restaurant. It's supposed to be loaded up with a whole bunch of different flavors. It's the reason why I love Mexican food, and that's why I love so many different cultured foods is the amount of seasonings that they put on it. Makes that food so much better. But I felt like I was at someone's house that barely used salt and pepper for seasoning. I'm telling you, this steak had zero seasoning on it. Nora said her meat had like zero seasoning on it. When we were walking out to the car, I told Nora, I was like, if this food gives me the shits, I'm going to be so pissed. Bad food making you sit on the toilet all night long? It wouldn't be worth it. The only valuable part that would come out of sitting on the toilet for so long after eating a bad meal is all the TikToks that you'll watch. I'm a, I'm a TikTok scroller. That... And Twitter. Those are the two things that I go on my phone for most while I'm taking a shit. But I did find a good video that is definitely worth sharing, and I will hear in a little bit. But I saw this dude wipe in the bathroom. Nora and I went to Sam's Club last week, and they had a free sample on a dude wipe. I don't like the feeling of baby wipes when I go to the bathroom. Some people swear by them. I know a couple of people that do. They're like, oh, that's the only thing that I use. Baby wipes are awesome. You know what using a baby wipe makes me feel like? I just washed my ass. There was a whole bunch of soap on the loofah, and now I can't get the soap out of my butt. That's the way that a baby wipe or a dude wipe makes me feel. 
It feels bubbly. And I know I keep talking about how I want a bidet. I feel like a bidet would be a little bit better because there's no, like, you know, when you squish um, a baby wipe together, you see all that residue or all the bubbles start to form. You know what I'm talking about? There's bubbles that start to form on there. Just, I don't know. It makes me feel like there's soap in there that I can't get out. A bidet, I feel like it would just push all the poop out, do what it's supposed to do, and just pat dry. Okay? But a baby wipe won't do it for me. And plus, you can't flush baby wipes at all. There might be some packaging that says flushable. No. It doesn't work. You got to throw them in the trash can. And do you want to be wiping your ass as a grown person in throwing baby wipes into the trash can right beside the toilet? No, you don't. Because people are coming over to your house. They're going to be using that bathroom. They're like, oh, I see doo-doo wipes in the garbage. Nobody wants to see doo-doo wipes when they come over to your house. Use the toilet paper or use a bidet, something that's not going to leave all the evidence behind. Now, sometimes you might leave a little evidence behind when you leave a streaker in the toilet. That happens. But baby wipes ain't it. Dude wipes ain't it. I've never liked them. But the one good video that I found on TikTok last night and I'm glad I saw this video because it's been so nice in Louisville this week. Shouldn't say so nice. There's three nice days in Louisville. One day it was like 58. Another day it was 60. Another day it was 70. All I kept thinking about was wanting to play golf. Weather is beautiful. Get me out on the golf course. Maybe uh, playing bogey golf. That would be a dream because I know the first time out I probably won't be playing bogey golf. But that's all I wanted to do. That's all my mind has been on is playing golf. And everything that's turning up for me right now is golf. There's a new documentary on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, I'm three episodes in. It's called Full Swing. Pretty good so far. Like I said, things keep popping up golf for me. And I found a clip from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Talking about golf. And I'm going to share it with you right now. Things you can say while playing golf that you can't say about your partner. That divot's going to be hard to fill. (laughs) Can't believe it took that long to get into the hole. Excuse me. Mind if I play through? (laughs) That was the one golf joke I had. (laughs) Well, these balls aren't going to clean themselves. They gotta trim this. I'm always getting stuck in the rough. (laughs) (sighs) This is too much. I'm just gonna stop at nine. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I didn't know it was open to the public. Great. Now we've got enough for a foursome. Yeah. 
Really dry this time of year. <laughs> How great of a television show is Whose Line Is It Anyway? When you were a kid, you were probably growing up watching it with Drew Carey being the host, Ryan, Colin, and my guy that I can't think of his name of right now that will host. Uh, why can't I think of his name? He's one of my favorite people on TV. He does uh, Let's Make a Deal now. Why can't I think? Why am I drawing a blank of his name? I absolutely hate it. Whose line? I got to Google this. I never thought that I would have to Google this because he's one of, I, I find him absolutely hilarious and I hate when I blank on a name and I hate when I have to Google somebody. I'd rather talk through it. I could see him right now standing in front of me. But this show is so funny. The hoedown was always my favorite skit on Whose Line Is It Anyway. They would bring the whole group together. They would sing a song. You know, they would get some sort of subject from the audience. And then they would have to make a song. They would all be ad lib. Like, these guys are freaking comedy gold. Their improv skills are next level. Wayne Brady is the guy that I'm thinking of. God damn it. Why did I remember that? Wayne Brady, out of everybody, how did I not remember his name? Just popped up. My Google just loaded. But Wayne Brady, I loved him. But the skills that it takes, the comedy chops that it takes in order to be good on that show, quick-witted. I know some people have that have taken some improv classes, and they talk about how much it has actually helped them, not only if they're trying to be comedians, but just in having everyday conversations. And everyone on that show, proven comedians, proven at being good at whose line is it anyway, probably because at one point someone told them to take an improv class. And the timing on everything or using older jokes when it comes to finishing a joke that's next level stuff. That's how you become such a good comedian. I really, I really wish that I could be a good comedian. And sometimes I think I could do it. I remember I, I told you once that I had a dream that I, that I wrote a full stand-up special. I don't think it would be that great, but I think it could be pretty relatable. But I don't know if it would live up to the level of... Uh, of a Wayne Brady or a Ryan Stiles, someone else that is just delivering jokes or even other stand-up comedians that are really big, maybe Burt Kreischer. You know, he's someone that if I were to do stand-up comedy that I would want to be, not from the aspect of his storytelling or his style, I would just want to be that funny. And I think the people on Whose Line Is It Anyway are that funny. They're coming to Louisville. I didn't realize. They go out on tour. And the tickets are not cheap when they're out on tour. Very expensive. I was looking at tickets and the cheapest one. $75. The cheapest ticket to get in. 75 bucks, that, that goes a long way, not a long way, at the grocery store. But with how, how expensive, you know what I'm trying to say, groceries are $75, going 
could be a big help in getting groceries. That show was so special to me as a kid because we used to sit around the TV and watch it. Drew Carey was a good ho- good host. Um, and then the new host that they have now, I'm going to have to Google her name. I think she's very, very funny. Um, she actually went up there and did that joke about uh, always being in the rough that they need to cut it. Uh, Aisha Taylor? Yeah, she's a good host at it too. I think she's very funny. But I wish I could be on that show. Always laugh so hard. Or at least I wish I could go and just spectate. Sit in the audience for that show while they tape it. But I told you, this 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 skit, this nice weather, the day that I'm recording this, it's beautiful out. It's like 60 right now as I'm recording this episode. And it just makes me want to play golf. Everything's coming up golf. And I've told you, whenever something comes up, it just always comes up that. When you're looking for a new car and you're, and you're just searching and you're like, okay, I want to get a Honda Civic. Well, then you start seeing a whole bunch of Honda Civic. Right now, my mind's on golf, so everything is coming up golf. And the PGA Tour, really getting into the season now. Tiger Woods was out playing this week with Justin Thomas, who Justin Thomas is one of the, one of the good golfers on tour these days. I would say one of the bigger household names when it comes to the PGA now. Him and Tiger Woods are really good friends. They play practice rounds together. They always love being paired together uh, for the first couple days of the tournament. And they just have that friendship relationship. And when you have that sort of relationship with someone, you always love busting balls. You always love giving each other a hard time. You just always deliver the most blows to your friend. And I'm talking about pranks. I'm talking about shit talking, whatever the hell you want to call it. And that's the way that Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas both view their friendship. Well, they played together this week at a tournament and Tiger Woods outdrove Justin Thomas. And Tiger Woods, he's the older gentleman now. I mean, he's older, but he's not that old, but he still outdrove Justin Thomas. And as a joke, Tiger Woods handed Justin Thomas a Tampax, which you know, in this day and age, is not going over well. It's like, oh, what is that supposed to mean, Tiger? Why are you handing Justin a tampon? Why are you doing that? Do you know why? Why are you even asking that? You know what he means by that. Is it a bad joke? Yeah, sure. Do I give a hard time to people that I outdrive? Yeah, all the time. But I think now you have to structure how you shit talk a little bit differently, especially when you're on camera all the time. But what I really want to know is why in the hell as a joke, are you handing someone a tampon after you outdrive them? Because my thing is, you have to be carrying that around with you and waiting for the best time to use that. It doesn't make sense to me. That's what I find odd. And I know that's the one weird takeaway from all this, 
But why in the hell are you having that? Are you keeping that in your golf bag? Just waiting for the perfect time? And this shows how old Tiger Woods is because I feel like this is a dad joke. It's not that funny. There's so many other ways that you can make jokes about out driving someone or you could just shit talk them and be like, oh, yeah, I'm 20 yards in front of you. Hit the hit the gym. And I know Tiger Woods is really big in the gym, but he's also coming back after after surgery and after his accident and stuff like that. You know, Tiger Woods could have made fun of that and be like, oh, I'm I'm barely walking 18 holes here. I'm struggling to do that. I'm still out driving your ass. Something like that I think would be funnier. But the tampon thing just, it seems so forced. It didn't seem real because, like I said, you have to keep that in your bag and wait for the perfect timing. But Tiger Woods was catching so much heat for this ever since it happened. And he had to come out and apologize for it. Which I'm not shocked by. But here's Tiger's response to what happened after he handed Justin Thomas that tampon. Your joke with JT from 9 yesterday is kind of going viral. Can you kind of just explain your thoughts behind it? Yeah, it was supposed to be you know, a fun and games, but obviously it's, it hasn't turned out that way. If I had fed anybody, it was not the case. It was just uh, friends having having fun. And uh, as I said, if, if I had fed anybody in any way, shape, or form, I'm sorry. Um, it was not intended to be that way. Uh, it's just, you know, we, we play pranks on one another all the time. And uh, virally, I, I think this did not come across that way. But between us, it was it's different. Basically, what he was saying, between the two of us, it was funny. JT got a laugh out of it. That's basically what I heard from that apology, and I don't mean to put words into Tiger Woods' mouth there. You heard what he said. I mean, Tiger Woods has not benefited at all from social media, more coverage than ever when it comes to eyes on golf. He hasn't benefited at all. He had his accident his divorce, his cheating, like all this stuff has just been thrown out in public. And it has really hurt the early Tiger because so many people saw the early Tiger and were like, this is a really good dude. He's a family man. He's married. He's a really good golfer. All these big endorsements. You saw Tiger Woods all over the place. And then the news cycle changes a little bit. You see what he's doing. He's cheating on his wife. His wife is chasing him down with with a golf club. Like, this Tiger Woods, I feel like he's had to apologize for a lot. And I, I don't know. I just feel bad for the dude, in a way. He hasn't adjusted to this new world yet. He's someone that hasn't really adjusted to the times, I feel like. And when you see his outfit, sometimes you're like, yeah, he really hasn't adjusted. His style has pretty much remained the same. Baggy pants, baggy shirt. Like, Tiger, you're ripped, bro. Throw on some slim fit stuff, dude. You'll look even buffer. I, I, I just, I feel bad. I mean, I never liked Tiger as a golfer growing up because I always rooted for the underdog. 
And I always felt like Tiger Woods could win every single weekend. So I didn't want to root for Tiger. I was more of a Phil Mickelson fan just because you could expect him to blow up at some point and he would lose to Tiger, but then he would come back and win. Like he was always second fiddle to Tiger Woods. Now Tiger is, you know, barely a conversation. He he has won. You know, Phil Mickelson, he hasn't won much in the last five years, and he's off playing in the Live, live Tour, which everyone hates the Live Tour. I don't care. I really don't care about that. But all right, that's going to do it for Monday's episode, the President's Day Sale Edition. Go get yourself a mattress on President's Day. I'll talk to you on Wednesday when Nora's back for another episode with a smut's tail. With a smut tail. Thanks for showing up to the Luke Kelly Show.